Welcome to the Underground, where each week Brad and Court talk, sneak their way up and down the corporate ladder of Sci-Fi's futuristic series, Incorporated. Brought to you by PurePandom.com. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another Pure Fandom podcast of Brad and Court Talk. I'm Brad. And I'm Court. Welcome to the Underground. We are your sanctuary from the chaos of the Red Zones and the cold-blooded corporate intrigue of the Green Zone. And now with 10% real beef. <laughs> Gotta have that. Well, 10%, you know, is better than 100% real rat. This is true. And if you see something, you say something to Officer Bucky. Yes, do that. Report but, your parents' kids. Before we break down the episode, just want to remind everybody to check us out over at purefandom.com. A lot of great writers over there. If there's a show or movie that you love, someone over there is writing something amazing about it. So, Court, let the good people know how they can reach us. Well, you can find me on Twitter. I am at Jindev, and he's Brad ZB. Be sure to follow at Pure Fandom as well, just to keep up to date on the latest articles that have been posted. Also, you can check out Pure Fandom on Facebook. And we also have a group now, right? Incorporated yes, we on Sci-Fi? Yes. Okay, so please come and check us out on Facebook in the fan group. We love chit-chatting about different TV shows. Actually, we love to ramble about TV all the time, uh, which you'll know if you listen to our other podcasts. Just uh, come on out uh, when we have different exclusive items like photos or articles or interviews. That's where it's going to be posted, besides the website, of course. Yep, just check on Facebook, Incorporated on Sci-Fi, fan group, or right there at the top. We'll have it on there. You head over to the group, you join us, you'll know the latest stuff that's going to happen like we'll even drop who we're going to interview beforehand so you get you know a little insight on that maybe we'll ask a question for you you know you stick it on there maybe we'll ask it we'll see definitely all right so this week we went to human resources don't you love trips to human resources so much fun Uh, yeah hrs yeah (laughs) actually this this was my favorite episode so far the the series i really enjoyed it i agree with you i really love this episode all right, and it was directed by David Pastor and Alex Pastor, written by Molly Nossbaum, David Pastor. So this week, we kind of left behind the stuff with poor Chad and his NDA, and Laura Laura wants a baby, and she wants a baby now. Uh-huh. Not sure why it's so important that she have a baby now. Yeah, but after seeing that propaganda video, I don't know that anybody wants to have kids, at least not over in Izagi. Well, one of the things I liked about the propaganda video, 2074, and there's still cartoons on. Come on. How great's that? Well, how else are you going to brainwash the kids? Well, you know, they could do it in some 3D animation like, you know, bubble guppies or something like that. And Oh, goodness. <laughs> did you notice that when the parents were talking, it was totally peanuts? I <laughs> did. <laughs> it was totally. I loved it. It was a flashback. And was that not John Goodman doing the voice of that? Officer Buck. I don't know. Was Listen it? to it again. I have no idea if it was, but that's the first voice that I heard. I said, I swear that's John Goodman. Oh, it that's may so not cool. be, but that's what I caught. But you know, yeah. Well, the mission of the episode, or Ben's mission of the episode, popped up because of this particular video. Right. Apparently, one of the VPs over at Inazagi, she doesn't like the fact that the kids get kind of brainwashed and turn against their parents. You know, if they see something, if they if you say the wrong thing, they will report you to the corporation authorities. Just don't do it. It's kind of don't like do a, it. Kind of like the mini Hitler Youth. Exactly. And so she was like, "Uh, if I'm you, pregnant now. If you hear I'm out." Something yucky. <laughs> <laughs> so she meets Bucky. up with Elizabeth and Spiga, and she's like, I, I, I want to be extra extricated. She's like, I have some information for you, and you can have Spain, but get me out. Now, like that, now. That's the part that really got me. Okay, so 
they're going to have a seed that can grow in desert, like, you know, Spain and northern France. Now, how cool is that? I'm, well, that's not really cool, but that kind of throws us into the that throws us into the fact that everything's changed on the planet as we know it. So France and Spain are no longer inhabitable, clearly. Clearly. And the company is, you know, global. All these companies that have taken over in the United States have gone global, so they all have different conglomerates everywhere. She wants a new whole total makeover and look and everything, and she wants a job elsewhere. Yeah, like that was my understanding. Like all the governments all over the world, they've fallen and the corporations took over of what survived. Mm-hmm. And it helps out. I mean, it's, it's, it's telling that story. Like I have said before, if you go to sci-fi.com slash incorporated, the history <laughs> of the future is on there. But uh-huh. the show's doing a good job of throwing that out there also and not, you know, making you actually know all that stuff. Right. Like it's just there, and I appreciate that they don't feed you a bunch of backstory. If you want to know the actual actual details, the nitty gritty, like Brad said, goes to the website. Otherwise, they're just going to tell you the story, and you'll learn more as you go along. Right, but the 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 website will just help you know more now. (laughs) It was Ben helps out with this meeting, so they can go to the bathroom, and they have some nice tech curtains there that camouflage that they're talking. Well, Ben had his own reasons for helping out with this entire situation. That's right. He did find out that there was a dead woman in the morgue. Mm -hmm. One of the girls from Arcadia, where Elena happens to be. But they don't know who it is because his friend, Hendrix, came over with his child selling Spiga cookies. (laughs) She's a Spiga scout leader. even always be prepared. The, even in the future, you can't get away from the cookies. And I think it's even worse with the company because you have to buy them. You really do. There's no, but she takes e-payments, yawns, and black coin. She does everything. She's got it going on. <laughs> like, I'll take it all. I'll take it all. Now, I was going to say, so apparently when a girl, when you sign up to be um, one of the escorts, Right. You sign this contract and then find print. Either there's an NDA, like we saw with Chad, or if you try to breach your contract and get away more quickly, they terminate your contract. And when that happens, you die. Uh, but don't you still die if you have an NDA? You still no. die anyhow. No, no, you don't die. With Chad and with, with what we learned later in the episode, when there's an NDA, your memory is wiped. Everything is wiped because the, you, you could have learned anything when you are in, when you have that level of... um. Right, but that's exposure what exposure to people from the com- that's company. That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. You still die. You don't know who you are. Look at Chad at the end. Chad has no idea who he is. For all intents okay. and purposes, Chad's dead. This is Joe Bob that's now out there in the red zone. Okay, Brad. I mean, semantics, I'm, but okay. I'm just saying. Maybe you don't. Maybe. Well, yeah, the you you are that it's it's dead. That memory is gone. Like the person you were is gone. Maybe being terminated is a lot worse than being having your NDA done. <laughs> I, I think so because apparently she got killed and then her face was changed. Like the company did what they wanted with her body, which is yeah, they kind of take over. I mean, that was unexpected. Yeah, being able to like, change your face that easily. Hmm. Well, that goes back to the other episode where the woman was like, oh, yeah, this is my fiancé and this is my former husband's face. Put this on him. Yeah, I, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. That would get back there. Yes. So they come up yeah, with a way uh, to get... it's just reconstructive surgery. 
just a little faster and a little less surgery. So they figure out a way to get Walters out of the company, mm-hmm. and they basically just poison her and then make her die, mm-hmm. which was an interesting shot there. But they found out that she has a code in her body that would, in her blood, that would automatically terminate her if she tries to leave, which case Ben is the one that comes up with the idea to kind of get them to shut it off, which yeah, the worked kill out really well. And yeah. it did. He shut him off. And 17 seconds in the elevator or 17, 18 seconds in the elevator to take her down. And they mm-hmm. did the whole switcheroo of um, hacking her DNA code so they could mm-hmm. put it on the other girl to make the other girl look like her. Mm-hmm. And that goes fast. I mean, come on. Yeah, like Ben's just that smart. He, he's that good. Oh, yeah. He, he made it happen that fast. I was totally impressed by that. Because he really had some skills coming out there, showing it. And, you know, impressing Julian, who was very uh, interested on, you know, the whole Chad thing. So I think he kind of helped. Yeah, I think he helped clear his name somewhat by doing that. Or did he? Like, you've been quickly on your feet, son. Like, I don't have to watch out for you at all. Right. That's a good question. I mean, I think Julian's still going to be curious, but... They got a lot going on there. They did give the body over, and uh, they used that the hidden curtains in the elevator again. That was really cool. I love all the effects on this show. It's very it's it's what it's supposed to be. It's futuristic while still being kind of simple. Right. Well, it makes sense. They actually had um, there is the the military was working on a way to create a, like a camouflage suit thing like that too that just reflects light onto the other side of the room or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that basically seems to be the same idea. I mean, granted, it's done by electronically, but it's just reflecting. It's just giving you a mirror image of everything going out there. It's nothing that's that um, out of the ordinary that you go, oh, yeah, that one never could do that. You could see it happening yeah. in, in the years to come. Which would make things, covering up things really interesting. Yeah. Well, how about that meeting they were having before uh, she had the venom injected in her or while she was having the the effects of venom? So what happens? Like, so they all check in and instead of doing, like, instead of eating food they shouldn't eat or drinking drinks they shouldn't drink. So what are they having? Like this mass? The celebration of kinship. Yeah, the celebration of kinship and unity. Uh, where their bodies are the unsullied. Okay. He said unsullied, so, and I just added the yeah. unsullied, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, so they, they're they not gluttonous, but they do enjoy the gluttony part of it. By It's like Trip Dorian Gray. Like, right. they'll have their sins, but it's always reflected on somebody else. Someone right. else's body will suffer for their enjoyment. Yeah, so they could feel what the guy uh, in the wheelchair who was being force-fed all this stuff yeah. was doing without... You know, well, it's it's good weight loss program or you know diet control program. You eat all you want to, you're not the one eating it, but you get the effects of you know you feel the 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 taste and everything. I guess. At a point, like, would you be enjoying that the, the excess food, excess drink, any of that? At a point, can your body like? Is there a way for pleasures to turn into pain? I would imagine there still is. If you have that interface into it where you can feel that stuff, I would imagine you could still feel the pain, too. I I don't know. It's a good question. I'm sure yeah, because it seems like he, he didn't look like he was enjoying like what was happening to him in that chair. No. Like, he, he seemed like 
like he was trapped in the chair and like they were just forced forcing him to drink. I think he I think he didn't have any choice in the matter, but you know, he's not starving, but yeah, I don't think he had any choice in the matter. Okay. He's he's probably somebody who got put into that position because you know if you're in the red zone or whatever, you're you don't really count as a human being for a lot of things. You're disposable. Right. So I think they just got somebody and this is the guy we're doing and no one's going to say anything about it in the company because the company really doesn't care. Yeah, you'll be replaced. Yeah, this just, you know, don't ask. They'll do it. It's somebody else. That's kind of like what happened with um, Rachel. Yes. With the bacon. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> so, at the beginning of the episode. Rachel was looking at the bacon and wrapping mm-hmm. it up. And I, I had, you know, first I wanted... A bacon, egg, and cheese sandwich. I mean, first I wanted a BLT, and then I figured she was going to take the bacon. And then, you know, when Laura's coming back and she sees that Rachel's getting busted by the police, mm-hmm. $600 worth of bacon? That's some good ham. <laughs> That's why you have bacon once a year, apparently, on the anniversary. Yeah, but they have bacon a lot over at uh, Ben's house. Well, you know, I guess they could afford it. Of course, you know, when you had the flashback from six years ago when he was paying five ninety two for a glass of water, I guess $600 for a big mm-hmm. slab of bacon is really not that bunch. But Ra- Laura true. does get Rachel out of harm's way by one saying she gave it as a gift and then saying, um, how about y'all keep the bacon? And mm-hmm. speaking of cop guys are like, okay, we'll take your bribe. I think that's going to come back and bite her, though. I don't, I don't think so. I think what happened later with the um, at the hospital is going to be what's, what bites her. Right. Well, Laura finds out from Rachel that she only took the bacon because she needed to pay her dues at her complex that she lives in. Well, not even her. Her her neighbor needed to pay the dues. Right. Or they were going to be kicked out. So for medical expenses on her child. And that's mm-hmm. when... You know, she told her to bring her child in. And that's the part I think she is going to get in trouble for because all those people just showed up and then everything went crazy. That was a lot of people. And even still, she never even got to help the kid, right? Yeah, that, that was a little scary. I, I really wanted to see what happened. I did too. I was, like, I almost wish she would have gone into the red zone herself. I was wondering if she would do that, but she had that bad experience in the red zone where she got her ear chopped off. So I think she's scared to go out there. I do think Laura is going to make it back out to the red zone at some point in time. Yeah. Yeah, because I was going to say, I wonder if at one point or another we'll see her make it back out there and maybe set up a clinic. I I could see that happening. As a doctor, she would be able to go out there and do things. And see, that's another bad Mm -hmm. thing about getting your uh, NDA wiped on you. You lose all your memory of what you're doing. You don't have any any, uh, qualifications in. So Laura, as a doctor or. You you still have instincts that make you do that stuff, but you're not sure why. Oh, well, there's that. That'd be interesting. Little residual memory thing going on. Yeah. So I yeah I agree with you. I do think that Laura is going to get in trouble for all those people showing up and her going. No, I told them to come. You know. Yeah. But who can blame them? I mean, the words traveled fast throughout the uh, apartment complex. Hey, somebody's going to give us free health care. Come on, let's go. <laughs> or someone's going to give us health care. There you go. Everybody like th- 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 that just wasn't going to work, but people are just that desperate, unfortunately. But that was another thing, too, that Laura seemed shocked that everybody was sick. 
Yeah, it's perspective. Like you said, she hasn't been out in the red zone. Right. And like the kid, she goes, she has appendicitis. Just bring her on in and I'll fix her right on up. Because here she is cutting herself and all that other things and just spray some stuff over it and all done. Mm-hmm. I'm really interested to see where it goes with Laura. I just, I think she's going to end up in the red zone at some point in time. For sure. So, Roger? Oh, Roger. Roger, <laughs> Roger, Roger. Roger heads on over to get the uh, keyhole hacked. He has to mm-hmm. go out into the red zone, which is hilariously funny. Because he goes finds the hacker lady out there who doesn't want payment. She wants him to catch a rat. She wants to be entertained. He doesn't do well with catching the rat. He finally <laughs> does catch the rat after a lot of trouble. And then she wants him to eat a rat because she doesn't. And what did she say? I had somebody use rats. They say it tastes like chicken, but I can't remember what chicken it tastes like. Eat it for me and tell me. <laughs> oh, God. I, I enjoyed that character. I hope we see her again. I, Yeah, well, she did tell him never to come back. But I like the fact that in the red zone, there were tech people who were more advanced than the people in the green zone. And that makes sense. Because you would have, like, the pirated tech and different things. Like Just because you're in the red zone doesn't doesn't mean you, you're losing all the smart people right. or the different talents that people have. Like, you're not tapping into so much intellect and so much talent um, when you're excluding people that way. Exactly. And she goes through everything. She makes a skeleton. Well, that's where the keyhole came from originally, anyhow. Yeah. You do a lot when you have to survive. We saw that with Aaron when he was a little boy. Right. He was going through everything. Yeah. After eating the rat, she does make him the skeleton key, which she encodes into a leaf that's organic so it doesn't set off the scanners. Now, if the companies knew about this technology, that would be a totally different thing because, well, one, you know, they're bringing in outside stuff. Mm -hmm. It's not setting off the alarms. Yeah. Think of how much, just what he did with that, taking it in there and being able to hack it. She yeah. could have wrote something into the leaf that he doesn't know about that breaks into the backyard, back into the system, too. Oh, that's so cool. Which I could I, totally see that happening. Yeah. Like, I think we de- we'll definitely see her again. And especially because of the fact that uh, she recorded the entire thing. <laughs> and she has his contacts. Exactly. I, I love Roger. I'm just really looking forward to seeing more about him. And also finding out that Roger's dad was a CEO of one of Spiga's suppliers. And then mm-hmm. at some point in time, Roger killed a girl while trying to drive his car in manual mode. I bet it was a Mustang. <laughs> of course it was. Lost control and went off. I want to know more about Roger's background now. It kind of explains why he's a go-getter. But what was the falling out that he had with his father to end up in the company right where he was? Instead of, you know, probably sitting it out nice like his dad is at the moment. Yeah. And so, of course, he would love that job on the 40th floor that would show up his his father. Like, look what I did. I succeeded. Uh, we also had the flashbacks to earlier, mm-hmm. uh, a couple years back, when uh, Ben was going to find his girlfriend and found her with that $5.92 uh, glass of water thing that I was talking about. She's busy going to school in a nice uh, force feeding of schooling. Would that? What, how do you say that? When you yeah, that reminded me of Limitless. Like they were feeding them the was it the mind enhancing drugs, right? And that that left them able to kind of 
bring in all this information and process it, even though she started to have seizures, right? Because she couldn't process all of it. Exactly. It was just too much. She was so wired from everything else. And I would imagine that happens to quite a lot of people. They just yeah. don't care. And I was wondering, um, she, when she was talking about that scholarship, so was there really a scholarship and did she lose it? Or was it kind of like a river thing where she went to this school, but it wasn't really a school? I think she ended up losing it. Okay. Uh, because she was having the, the, seizures the seizures and everything else and couldn't yeah. keep up with it. That's yeah. honestly what I go with. And somehow got signed in with the company and everything else. Which was one of the other things with the uh, woman that Ben found. She He did find the ring. Mm-hmm. Which then led him to believe that that was actually her because of the ring. And like you said, I mean, once you have a facial change done, you don't have a clue what the person looks like. It, everybody can look different. Yeah. And I, I kept waiting for the other shoe to drop. But, like, you can't give us all this Elena and Aaron and make me love them so much and then take her away. Even though I love Laura and enjoy her so much. Um, but we found out later that that wasn't her. He went to go see Theo and he was giving him the ring, the last thing that belonged to his sister. I think it was their mother's ring, too. Right. And there was a trigger. The ring wasn't a normal ring. She had recorded a message on there and it could only be activated with what familial... DNA. Uh, DNA. Yes, it was an R2-D2 message. Yeah. Oh, Theo, yeah, it was. You're my only hope. <laughs> yeah, she's like, if you got this, then Melissa succeeded. Melissa really didn't succeed, but the ring got where it was supposed to get, thankfully. Well, it makes sense because she knows to look for Theo. She doesn't really know about Ben. or where We don't know what falling out happened that they got separated either. True. Or how Ben ended up in Spiga to start with. Uh, see, I thought he ended up in Spiga looking for her. Well, I think he did, but you know, what was it? Where did the separation happen with those two? That that all went down. Well, remember how important, uh, like when she was talking, her she said her family was making all these sacrifices so that she could go to school. So she was trying so hard to do that. But like you said, if she's having those seizures and can't succeed, can't get the scholarship, she found another way to take care of her family. Right. And then we see Theo, but where's their dad? So did their dad die? That's a good question. I guess we'll we'll have to we'll find out more about that later in another flashback. Yeah. So but I'm thinking maybe she did that trying to take care of Theo, and that's why she apologized to him. We did have the other key moment that happened in the episode where Ben goes home with Laura because they always have one. They lie to each other every time they're talking. Mm-hmm. That was well, him, him more than her. Oh no, she. That, I'm sorry, but while Ben did have an interesting day at work. His day did not involve the rampaging people from the red zone trying to break through the gate. <laughs> so, well, she was trying to keep that one on the low. <laughs> well, she was like, "How was your day? It was sucked. How was your day? It sucked also." And you know, see, understatements, not necessarily lies. Well, true, yeah, I guess. But he does decide, you know, after he thinks that Elena's dead, that he tells her, you know, I- I'll go with you and you'll know, get your uh, stuff out and. I'm not going to go for the promotion now. I'm just going to kind of settle. We got it good. Because she said earlier, dude, you don't have to do it. We're we're making good money. You don't have to go higher. She said, and she said that, but she also said, because I think she kind of got that he was dodging the whole baby thing. Right. Because he didn't want to go to that appointment. Like, he was stalling her on it, and she could kind of sense that. Right. And so now he's like, oh, yeah, we can have a baby. We can settle down. We, I can sell Spiga cookies. She could be a Spiga cat scout or something like that, you know. That'll work out. And then he gets busted with the RTD2 message. So yeah. now his plans are changing. 
And I don't know what's going to happen when she finds out. Who, Elena like, or Laura? Laura. She He only married her to get into the corporation to climb up using her mother to get to Elena. True. She is she is being used, but I think Laura is going to get herself in trouble outside of the company. Anyhow, I'm I don't know. I'm, I'm or she'll be like, okay, I get it. You know, nah, I don't think she's going to take it that easily. No, she I got don't hurt, either. She got hurt over bacon. Can you imagine how she's going to feel when she finds out her her husband doesn't really love her and he was using her? Yeah, she may be upset about that. Is that what you're saying? A little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess we're going to find out eventually. Yeah. Something will happen. I don't think you get divorced in this company. I think you're pretty much there. I think you die, or if you sign an NDA, like you, you die that way. Your, your uh, marriage certificate comes with an NDA or a death certificate? For sure. For sure, because if you're married to somebody in the corporation and you learn secrets, dude, you're getting an NDA. You get a kill switch in your blood and you're dead? Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> you got anything else on it? No, just my favorite episode so far. I agree with you. Roger. Oh, Roger. <laughs> oh, God, the rat. Roger coughing up rat fur. <laughs> oh, oh, ew. That oh, was gross. Oh. Like, that pissed him off even more. Yeah, he's like, oh. watch out, Ben. Yeah, now he's mad just because he had to eat a rat. <laughs> Chasing a rat, he had to eat a rat. Interesting. And he's a rat. There's a lot of he rats is a rat. on there. That makes sense. Yeah, we got to see that woman again. She's awesome. I totally agree with you. Totally agree. So if you aren't there already, head on over to purefandom.com. Check out some of the other killer articles posted there. You can check out some of our older podcasts for Van Helsing, 12 Monkeys, and other shows that we have talked about. There are a lot of great writers over there putting out some amazing work. Like Brad said, be sure to check us out on the site and also to check Pure Fandom out on Facebook. And don't forget, we have that Facebook fan group for Incorporated. Just look up Incorporated on Sci-Fi on Facebook and, you know, you should be able to find us there. Definitely. Join up and join the conversation. If you have thoughts or comments about this episode, let us know in the comments below or hit us up on the Twitter or Facebook page. Until next time, remember... Don't burn the bacon. It's expensive. And if you've had rat, let us know if it does taste like chicken. Ew. That's it for this episode. Head on over to purefandom.com for more awesome content.